0: And this, 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 and this, 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 this,
1: The party, laugh, laugh, laugh I wish that I could Feel bad.
2: To the yeah No I can About nothing There's
1: every The There's more nothing Nothing, nothing I know better And you're worse. There is no winner From the first to flip Down the boy you know Every periodic element Make fun of the girl Who can't spell separate Laugh at the time about the kid with the speech and-
3: Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 88.5, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And we have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Are you there?
4: Yes, yes, we are. Who
3: are you?
4: Well, my name is Corbett. And my name is Dan, and we are Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children Mac Nuggets. Welcome We're a band from Oakland, California.
3: Welcome to the Nerdwardy Human Serviette Radio Show, Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children Mac Nuggets.
4: Thank you, Nardwar.
3: Now, is it Mac Nuggets or McNuggets? Some people get angry about the way it's pronounced, don't they?
4: Yeah, it's Mac. It's M A C capital N. A capital N-U-G-G-I-T-S.
3: And I first heard of you guys, the Mac Nuggets, through the band Your Mother. Through Your Mother.
4: <laughs>
5: a, a lot of people have heard of us through Your Mother. <laughs> one, one of the people that was in Your Mother is a very old friend of ours. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he actually
4: recorded our most recent album. He's, he's, he plays second guitar for us, but uh, he's a new dad as of a few weeks ago. And you're... And, uh, y- yes. And
3: you're referring to Craig Umms, of course. That's,
4: that's correct. A, a, a U.S. Uh, world air guitar champion.
3: Indeed. And also an air guitar champion of the real guitar variety. I just played some love songs off the top there on an Ardwar Human Serviette radio show. Craig Umms with love songs and his song Bitchin'. What can you tell the people about his project Love Songs and Bitchin'?
4: I know that, uh, that he started it, uh, I'd say... Over ten years ago, it was as a, a, a project based on uh, relationships, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it just kind of went from there. It's uh, an amazing—that's the greatest thing I think about about Craigums—is he's he's got to be one of the best guitarists that we know, but he finds the most acclaim in the world for not playing guitar for playing air guitar
3: for doing for, that- for doing air guitar, being like a world champion air guitarist, and also releasing that seven-inch, what can you tell the people about that seven-inch that Craig Gums uh, released? That was genius, wasn't it, Bobby Joey Bola?
5: Absolutely. I went and I I went to one of his uh, his shows and I bought the seven-inch, and I took it home. And there were no grooves on the record at all. It was. Uh, I if it had been anyone else, I probably would have been irritated uh, at the joke, but it was hilarious and i played the record over
4: and over again i think the a side was called airway to heaven
3: and then you asked them to join your band
4: we did in fact i i think uh, he was he was producing our 2010 record f and uh started playing guitar uh doing some lead solos on the album and uh then started uh you know playing uh shows with us and and now he's producing our our new and upcoming record uh, Trainwreck to Narnia, and uh, he's, he's playing even more with us.
3: So Bobby, Joey, Bola, and the Children Mac Nuggets, who is in the Children Mac Nuggets these days? Not Craigums. Who's in the Children Mac Nuggets?
4: Who else? Well, currently, our touring outfit is uh, myself, Corbett Redford, on vocals, Dan Abbott on vocals and guitar. That's me. Yeah, and uh, we've got Sean McTiernan and Joshua Wharton from the Mystic Knights of the Cobra on bass and drums. Uh, filling in for Craigham's on second guitar on this tour is Mike Wilson from Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, he's in bands such as Hard Feelings, Indulge, and Peer Precious.
3: Speaking of this tour, Bobby Joe, Ebola, and the Children McNuggets, you're not coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. However, you are playing in the Northwest for the Goof Punk Fest. What can you tell the people about that and your dates coming up this weekend?
4: It's a pretty amazing thing they've got going on there. It's a, it's a festival that is. Uh, Based around the concept of a safe space, which is something that I, I, I think is very fun. They say uh, no racism, no misogyny, no homophobia, and uh, no picking on, well, uh, geeks. So we appreciate that too. Uh, they, uh, the day that we're playing is this Saturday, and uh, the day starts out with a, a punk rock spelling bee, goes into an afternoon show, then there's a parade that goes to the second show at Backspace where we're playing. And then there's a midnight showing of Weird Al's UHF to top off the evening. So that's Saturday. Pretty fun.
3: Amazing. And tonight, Bobby Joey Bola, for our Seattle listeners of the Nardwater Human Servia Radio Show, you're playing at the Columbia City Theater?
4: That's correct. Uh, in Seattle, Washington, with The Bad Things and Titaniums Orchestra.
3: And on Sunday, you're playing Portland as well at Slaptown.
4: That's correct. With uh Uh, Delaney and Paris, they're a very uh, naughty folk duo, Uh, let's see here, Autry, and uh, something called Giant Ruinous Monster Wrestling, which uh, involves uh, drunk adults getting in costumes and tackling each other in a padded area that is filled with cardboard uh, uh, buildings. (laughs) Again, that's me. (laughs)
3: Corbett and Dan from Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children McNuggets. The last time I saw you as a two-piece, I think, was in Oakland playing a rock and roll gig. What do I remember about that gig? What do I remember? And how is it different? Because I noticed Freaky Baby. You have a song called Freaky Baby, which is rap. That's not what I remember. What would have I remembered from Oakland, say... Ten years ago,
4: that we were a a, a folk duo, uh, just the two of us with uh, our friend uh, John Geek from Fleshy's. Uh, he's our occasional backup singer, and uh, we would uh, we played over a thousand shows as a as a folk duo, just two voices and an acoustic guitar. And uh, recently, we, we ventured out from uh, the studio where we've always played full band to uh, to try to make a go at it to play more shows as a full band and and even venture out to do some sort of rap songs occasionally.
3: And that's the Freaky Baby video that I saw on YouTube. And there's tons and tons and tons of Bobby Joe Ebola and the children McNuggets on YouTube. You're trying to get like 13 vids done, aren't you, from your new LP? You've done like six of 13 right now. Can you describe some of the videos that you've done so far?
4: Well, let's see. We've done a, a like a horror film for our video, uh, or for our song, Time is Crawling. We've done kind of a doo-wop thing for, uh, our song, The Only Difference. We've done this church revival thing for another video. Um, we've got, um, you know, this strange, um, uh, video, uh, about polyamory involving, uh, nude people in space and, 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 uh, and short folks. And, uh, you know, it, it's from our, uh, we, we wanted to venture out to make a visual depiction of our 2010 LP F. So um, there's six that are out currently and uh, all but one are in post-production and on their way out right now. So in the next two months, there will likely be uh, seven new music, uh, Bobby Joe Buller music videos uh, to, to, to hit YouTube and then to, culminating in a DVD.
3: Who is Alec Cole and when did you meet him?
4: We met him uh, Alex Cole was the cheerleader and uh occasional backup singer uh for the band Your Mother and uh he so we met him back when we met Craigums I'd say around 95 96 90, 97 I think yeah and and he uh uh after Your Mother broke up he uh, started uh being a comedian and he has has con- consistently now he's uh Got a record on Rooftop Comedy that we made a guest appearance on, and he recently uh, directed a video for our our fan favorite song "Life Is Excellent." Um, he's he's an amazing comedian. AlexCole.com. check him out.
3: Bobby Joel, oh, t- Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children at Mac Nuggets playing Portland, Oregon this weekend on Saturday. One of the many dates we're doing in the Northwest at the Gathering of the Goof Punks. When was the last time that you guys played Gilman Street? Was it, like, April 2010? How many times have you played there, and how long were you banned from Gilman? Were you ever banned?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, we... So, so the story goes, I mean, actually, in the last three to four months, we've actually played there three to four times, which is very strange, but uh, just because I think we, we kind of can play in different incarnations, we can play as a full band or a folk band, and we can MC or something, but uh, over the course, I think from... Uh, when we first started in 1995, uh, there was the big pop-punk boom coming out of uh, our area, the East Bay, California, and Green Day was very big, and um, we, we asked to play. Um, John Geek's band at the time, uh, I think they were called Annulus. Annulus. And, and our band, Bobby Joe bola uh, we had sent in our demos to Gilman, and they were pretty uh, protective at that time because they had so many people trying to play. And they told us that we were silly folk, and that John's Bash band was uh, thrash funk, and uh, that that um, we weren't punk, and so we couldn't play. So we ventured out and and uh, did this All Ages and Free Festival with a generator, and uh, we it, it was about I'd say about five or six years that we couldn't play there, and then um, through our friend Eggplant of the band Blatts, he uh, gave us a show. Uh, let us have our geek fest there because the city had shut us down with our generator shows. And, uh, uh and that kind of ushered us into, uh, over the next two or three years, becoming Gilman headliners. Uh, we broke up in 2001 and, uh, played sporadic benefits, even for Gilman over the course of the, uh, the next eight years, uh, or eight or nine years. And then at 2010, we decided, Hey, this could be fun again. And, uh, we we started back up full time and uh, wow it, it's we've been busy ever since.
3: Gilman let Green Day back too, didn't they?
4: Well, actually, that's an interesting story. That was uh, nineteen or uh, actually two thousand one. It was four days after September eleventh, two thousand one. Um, uh, I think it was on September fourteenth. There was a an Adeline Records showcase that was there, and at that time I was coordinating at Gilman, and uh, they uh, all the members had. Uh, we're, we're there to see such bands as the Thumbs and the Influence. And uh, so the, when the three members are milling about, there's always this buzz or this hope that they would play. And I remember going to the uh, the brewery across the street uh, with Billy Joe and him saying, you know, hey, if we jumped up there, do you think that they'd let us play? And at that time, I think I was, I was still kind of, uh, I had this contention or this chip on my shoulder from having not been able to play there, I think. Uh, and I was like, oh, I don't know, you know. And, uh, he, he said that it'd really be a lot if they just let us play it. So I went into the office and, uh, the fellow, uh, it was a Sammy Gelsey and this fellow Dan who had worked at Lookout. I just said, hey, today he wants to play. What do you say? And they just looked incredibly excited. And there was folks that were, you know, scratching their heads and even angry, but, uh, it was a pretty wonderful thing to see after so many years, uh, to see them back up on that stage playing their song.
3: It's pretty amazing, Corbett and Dan, that you guys play all these gigs and then you stay in your hometown and book gigs for other people as well. Like you said, playing one thousand shows and you've done like two hundred shows since you reformed. Didn't you guys like even play with like Stizacrack and Mickey Erg?
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, with the, the gamut of uh, of bands that we we play with is just. I think uh, that's that's the one good thing about you know kind of. We've been outsiders, but at the same time, that kind of provides a, a bit of versatility in, in the kinds of shows that we play.
3: And there's no restrictions for you, is there?
4: Not really. I mean, I would say even, even as far as taste. Yeah. Like
5: luck, luckily most show bookers uh don't have too many restrictions either. That uh that
4: helps us out.
3: Well what is the secret to book shows? Like seriously, like one thousand shows over history, two hundred since you've reformed here. What's the secret? How do you do it so well? It's like these massive tours.
4: I would say an and uh an an avid uh appetite for self promotion. <laughs> I possibly. I don't know. I think uh I think it's actually just having been around
3: so often and well remember there used to be like the trick where they'd say send a demo tape so you'd mail them a tape of another band and go wow it's a cool band you can play that doesn't work as well are there any hints now for doing this because you're doing it again hello bobby joey bola Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children McNuggets have just faded out as we were asking them the secret to rock and roll, the secret to booking many, many, many gigs. They've faded out. We will try to reconnect with them meanwhile here on the Ward Human Serviette Radio Show. And while we're waiting for Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children McNuggets, oh, are you guys still there?
5: Oh, yes. we're yeah, we're here. Oh,
3: you faded out there for a little while. That was amazing. Uh, no,
5: we're
3: just really sleepy. So. Oh wow, I, we can barely hear you, Bobby Joey Bola and the Children McNuggets. Are you still there? Hello. Yes, we are here. Wow, did you? That was hey. That was amazing. We totally you just disappeared. I couldn't hear you at all.
4: Oh wow, with technology.
3: It just faded in and it faded out. As I was asking you the secret to booking shows, but maybe we'll just leave that a mystery. We'll just leave that a complete mystery here. But I will ask you guys, Bobby Joey, Bola, do you always end your tours at the Café Soleil in El Sobrante?
5: Whenever possible. Yes, It's, it's a, a, a cafe in our hometown and... Uh, We're always well-received there, and the the burgers are very
4: good.
3: What's it like playing Ashland and Bend, Oregon? I noticed you guys have played in Ashland and Bend, Oregon.
4: Let's see. uh,
5: Ashland was small but affectionate, and Bend was uh, also small but very beautiful. It's a a very beautiful town by the river uh, in the shadow of the mountains.
3: And Bobby Joey Bola, and the children McNuggets, Green Day kind of helped you guys get to europe kind of green Day helped you get to europe
4: i would say so uh they they uh, there was a a fan that uh of theirs who uh wanted to uh bring uh, anything that was east bay centric uh to uh, or peripheral even to green day you know and in, in our case uh we were uh, i think sophomores and freshmen when they were seniors uh so he he contacted us and uh and asked for you know 10 to 12 bands that he would fly out to london so recently uh, this was two weeks prior to when he wanted to have the show um we all wound up in london and saw a bunch of uh odd looking uh license plates and uh drank pints and uh and played for uh a, a, for a few folks
3: and then a couple weeks later, you played with Kyle Glass.
4: We did, we did. Uh, Tenacious D. That was very interesting because we've always gotten the comparisons of the two-man acoustic comedy band. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you he uh, his, his parents were there.
5: Yeah, was uh, it a, was. It wasn't a huge show, but his his parents were very attentive.
3: You guys have had some interesting shows, though, since reforming, like playing with the Frustrators and the Classics of Love, featuring Jesse from Operation Ivy. And I think you might have done a gig with Metal Mike,
4: too? That's correct. Yeah, actually, Metal Mike, is, he's always great when he shows up, man. He's, a, he's a, a definitely a, an archivist and a, and a, and a, and a wild man. He, uh, yeah, he, he, he's dear to my heart. We, we went on a tour with the Frustrators, uh, um, Mike from Green Day there. It's a side project band. Uh, he asked us to book some dates, so we were the MCs, and uh, uh, we played with him. And then the other, uh, oh, classics of love, they're it's it's so great. We've done a few, a few shows with them, and they they always just they they make everyone else kind of look bad because they're they're just looking so good. Yeah, and occasionally they they will play an Operation Ivy uh, tune, and then of course the entire room lights up.
3: You mentioned Metal Mike. Now, he's written songs about sausages. So have you guys. You have a rock opera about a sausage, Bobby, Joey, Bola, and the Children McNuggets?
4: We do. In fact, it's called uh, uh, the Mr. Sausage brand of microwave rock opera, or, uh, or it can be called A Sausage Named Clarence.
3: And Dr. Demento knows you. He's known about the Children McNuggets for a few years now, hasn't he? How did Since you get to Dr.
5: Five. How did he... you? Yeah. he he played our very first CD, which we self-released. We sent it to him, and and it was a, a dream come true to sit around the radio in uh, late 1996 and hear our song being played back to back with Tom Lehrer and and Weird Al and Shel Silverstein. It was yeah, it was
4: pretty great. Yeah, I think it was. I'm sorry.
3: No, are you saying? And you've reconnected with him too with your
4: new LP. We have, we have. He. Uh, we sent him our new record and he said, of course I remember you. And that made us very happy. I think for a few years, uh, being young, we were 17 and 19 and we were interested in girls. And I think that we thought that if we became relegated to the novelty band or comedy circuit, that, uh, the only folks that would be coming to our shows would be, uh, overweight, uh, male virgins in Hawaiian shirts with playing kazoos, you know? And, and so we, we tried to be rockers, I guess. and, and uh, not no no no. Uh, not a slight the doctor there. He he. Uh, but yeah, he he instantly picked our new LP back up, and and super kind and super amazing person.
3: But you did unite the people. Seven thousand two hundred and ninety-one dollars. You made it. You united the people. What can you tell the people about that, Bobby Joe Ebola?
4: We uh, we recently uh, with with all of the videos that we've been doing and the recording, uh, we have a, a new LP called Trainwreck Narnia coming out a new EP called Meal Deal with the Devil, Devil that includes a read-along story songbook that will be on SLG Publishing, a, uh, a video, an animated video, and a 7-inch far song uh, Bone Dagger on uh, Sucker Punch Records. We have all these records coming out and, and all of these videos that we're producing. So we're pretty much broke. So what we did was we did a Kickstarter uh, in an effort to try to find a touring band so we could go on tour for the first time as a full band, and we did it. It was incredible. We're sitting in that van as we speak. That's correct.
3: And this weekend, Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children Nuggets are playing the Northwest, specifically Friday night, tonight in Seattle, tomorrow in Portland, and Sunday in Portland, and Saturday in Portland, you're playing the Gathering of the Goof Punks, right? If people want more information on that, where can they get that?
4: I think it's a Gatheringofthegoofpunks.tumblr.com, and punks has an X in it.
3: Now, Goof Punks makes me think of geek fests. For people that don't know, you kind of alluded to them earlier. You did your own geek fest when you couldn't play Gilman. Where were they exactly? They were at this weird Navy site, like Point Molite Navy Super... What was was that?
5: It was called Point Molate, and uh, essentially it was... In in the, the late 90s, uh, President Clinton had decommissioned a lot of the, the old Navy sites. Uh, now, this had been an old fuel dump, and so the Navy was trying to get rid of this land, but in order to do that, they had to do an environmental impact study. Well, they were dragging their feet on that because it was so polluted. So in the meantime, it was a sort of legal no-man's land. There weren't any cops there. And uh, no one bothered us when we set up a generator and a sound system uh and so we we went out there and the the idea was well you know we we're we're in bands that nobody knows about if if we and eleven of our friends each each played and we each had one or two fans why well, that's that's enough for almost a good show uh so we did that uh pretty much every month during the summer where we would just rent a generator and and uh we tried to sell hot dogs but they that didn't go so well, uh, but the the bands were really fun. Sometimes they weren't so good, but uh, every once in a while there'd be a really good band. And o- over time, those those really good bands and us got to be really good friends.
4: And it, it sort of became its own scene by accident. It's how we were met the band Your Mother or or the band Hickey or. Uh, Los rabbis or Dory threat the skirtheads uh, and after- and you guys
3: are on this like navy waste dump it 's like a navy waste dump. There were naval police, but they were into it because the real police were not into it because they had other problems to deal with like the naval police were cool with it, and the real police couldn 't care less
5: well the the navy police weren't really there the 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 police of uh, the city of richmond you you have to understand that the city of Richmond at the time had one of the highest murder rates in the country. They had better things to do than, than bust up a party where people were selling hot dogs. And,
3: uh, and you had said, then that somebody found an AK-47 there?
5: Uh, yes. Yeah, in the mud.
3: <laughs> like this Navy waste dump. So there was a lot of Navy waste there. Uh,
5: yeah, I, I believe that was most like because where we were was right off of the freeway by a bridge. It was most likely uh the gun was most likely used in some sort of uh, foul play and then ditched in the mud. Uh so it was a it was a very exciting day.
3: So you can't blame it on the Navy then?
5: Uh no, they the A K forty sevens are not standard issue in the States.
3: Wasn't there also like a winery there? Was there any like wine in the mud?
5: No, that 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 winery uh uh that winery came up later. Um and I, around that time was when we, we stopped being able to go there.
3: Now, the Geek Fest changed a little bit because you ended up having it like at a lake. Is that where the song Lake of the Flies originates?
5: <laughs> uh, no, the Lake of Flies was really more about uh, my basement uh, in El Sobrante. Uh, and I began to imagine that there, the flies that were gathering there were actually from, uh, they were seeping through from another dimension. <laughs> um, but the, the the lake that you're talking about was Lake Ladoga. That was where we had our first GeekFest camp out, which later became known as Libertatia, uh, a, a yearly festival which... Is still, it's still organized annually.
3: Now, this I find fascinating as well. You guys are geniuses to find these, like, areas to do these gigs that nobody can shut you down, you know, like Naval Waste Dumps. But this place was, like, part of the Bureau of Land Management, and it sounds so Old West. Like, you wanted to do it there, and the sheriff and townspeople were behind you, but the Bureau of Land Management wasn't. That's so Old West. You had the sheriff on your side?
4: Yes. It, it, it does sound like a like a... Like almost like a, like a feel good after school special where the kids triumph. Yeah, I mean, they, they, everybody wanted it, it to happen there, but we had this fellow named Bill Bird who had come down with his binoculars and, and, uh, he actually came down with paddy wagons and we all, um, sang some sort of, uh, simple kumbaya song called Love Each Other and squirreled away our big people beverages as the paddy wagons sat at the entrance of the park waiting to take us all away. But, uh, we had hidden all the, the large sound equipment and uh everybody just kind of chilled out for a moment and uh and and we evaded going to jail.
3: What about the townspeople though didn't they vote to have you because you would bring business to them? What town was that?
4: this was uh, uh williams williams uh stonyford that's right yeah they, they had all come down and uh they had all come down to the to the to the party and and they they were they're extremely happy that we would bring business to such a small town. Yeah, we
5: brought 300 people buying beer and cigarettes uh, and overpriced gasoline, and uh, the, essentially the, this fellow, the the Bureau of Land Management guy, he he was a federal bureaucrat uh, whose whose job was basically to cover his own tail, uh, and that even even when it ran counter to to what the what the local public wanted and needed. Uh, we we were very conscientious about cleaning up after ourselves. Uh, we reached out to the local community and, and made friends there, and and uh, essentially we had the support of the community. And he was he essentially was worried about insurance and, and a lot of red tape, which uh, we had no money for for insurance policies or anything like that. So we were we were very under the radar.
3: Of all the bands that played Geek Fest, Bobby Joe, Ebola, and the children Mac organized, and also the stuff that happened at the Lakes, what did the bands go on to? Like, I noticed Gravy Train was on Spam Records, which is kind of part of Geek Fest, etc. What was Hunks like then? I forgot that Gravy Train was on Spam. Where are the bands today? Are they still around?
4: Let's see. I, I think uh, some of the new incarnations, of course, Gravy Train, that was a, that was a really great record that, that we put out uh, they, they went on to a lot of big things, touring with La Tigra and, and, uh, but now Hunks and His Punks, they're doing that. And, uh, I know that, uh, the Los Rabbis, uh, Dean Bean, uh, of, of the spam band Los Rabbis now runs True Panther Sounds. Uh, it's kind of like a, a Matador offshoot, um, a, a label. Uh, let's see, the Skirtheads, uh, Doris, right, and the Skirtheads have now become, uh, the Ragonegles. Uh, there's another band called High Anxiety that kind of came out of all that um and of course your mother there's there's the many offshoots of that band uh air Fix kits and love songs and uh you know and, and then john john geek of fleshies there uh he's doing street eaters and uh and fleshies from time to time uh so many a lot of the people are still around you know uh as far as any of the bands i think we're the with the the lingering dinosaurs
3: you're back Bobby, Joe, Ebola, and the Children McNuggets, thanks so much for phoning into the Nardwa to Human Serviette radio show. Really appreciate it. Just lastly, lastly, wanted to ask you about the song Secret Service Industry. Going to play that right now to end the Nardwa to Human Serviette radio show. This was live at the lake. This was live at one of these geek fests. Could you give some background on that?
5: Uh, well, for, for about two and a half years, actually the longest job I've ever held, I worked the night shift at uh, Jack in the Box, a fast food place. I don't know if you have them up there. But uh, at the time, the the president, Bill Clinton, was uh, trying to prove what a populist he was. And uh, he, he stopped in for a big photo op at, at a uh, local McDonald's. Uh, and I, I started daydreaming. Uh, you know, the only way I'd ever meet the president is if he came through the drive-thru. And just feeling kind of powerless and... and working the working the drive through headset and and uh feeling like I didn't have a
4: voice this uh, this live performance that you're about to play we were also very sun drenched i think there was 87 bands that had played this particular uh, four four to 7 day campout we were very tired but we were having a lot of fun
3: and people heard about the campo pretty much through the one 510 Bad Smut Info Line. It was an info line that you guys had, and John Geek had it all set up. Was that through a cemetery? What was the connection to the cemetery?
4: <laughs> yeah, it still exists, actually, for local shows in the Bay Area, 510 Bad Smut. And for years, a friend of ours named Aaron Davidson, uh, he housed it in this little phone box that was... Um, attached to the back of a, a place called Rolling Hills Cemetery in El Sobrante, California. And so it was bordering the, uh, the bad spot uh was housed in a box that was uh, on the edge of a cemetery, yes. How
5: me. do you know these things?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children McNuggets. We have to know that. And thanks so much for phoning into the Nardwar to Human Survey at Bobby Joe. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children McNuggets.
4: We love we love Nardwar and uh, and and uh, go to bo- BobbyJoeyBola uh, to see any of our videos. Check out our records, anything like that. And next time we'll, we will come through to Vancouver. It's been far too long.
3: All right. Well, thanks so much, Bobby Joey Bola and the Children McNuggets. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do do
0: as we say it.
1: Gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. We get out on no dose at 6 a.m. Jittery is sick, but I'm awake. This shirt smells like me, too much like me. More than I can stand. When I'm low and feeling unimportant, and all my money's gone. Somebody who brushed past somebody Who knows somebody Who be call somebody Who cut off somebody Who can get me in touch with the president I am well connected I am well connected OJ, or copy with that Mr. President OJ, your copy with that Mr. President The pumps are all self-serve now one last chance for us to meet i got a plan, I'll call all my friends Do I know anybody outside of this town? Nope, uh When I'm low and feeling unimportant And all my money's gone I remember that, that I still know somebody Who knows somebody Trick. You know nobody wanted it to happen, but it happened anyway. This song this song is for uh Monday's opening band. It's called Little Lamb.
3: Listening to CITR Radio FM one hundred and two, cable eighty eight point five, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Denard War, the Human Serviette Radio Show, and we have some new guests joining Denard War the Human Serviette Radio Show. Who do we have in today? Andrew, uh, who are you? <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> I am Andrew. <laughs> and
3: Andrew, who have you brought with you?
6: I have brought Craig and Kent. Hello. And-
3: Hello. And you guys represent the band? Budokan. Budokan. And you also represent the Osmonds. What's going on?
7: What did we just hear, Kent? Uh, A song called Hold Her Tight from the awesome Osmonds album Crazy Horses.
3: And very Zeppelin-esque there, right? Super zeppelin Was it wrong for me to recognize a bit of Zeppelin there? No, no,
7: heavens no. Very immigrant song. Well spotted. Influence them.
3: A big influence on Budokan. And who are Budokan? Maybe we should tell the people out there. Uh, we're a rock and roll
6: band from Victoria. Uh, British
3: Columbia, Canada. British Columbia, exactly. Canada.
6: Thank you. Uh, we're over here for our record release party, which happens tomorrow night at the Rickshaw Theatre with a bunch of other great bands. Um, shall I mention them? Uh, the Liquor Kings, Eye Brain Eater, Hello Polly. The Hits. The Hits. Uh, it's going
7: to be great. And, yeah. Five bands, ten bucks, Rickshaw Theatre. Uh, we'll have copies of our new album that we just got in the mail yesterday. Gold. Yeah, Shining gold. That's what we're doing over here. And yeah. <laughs>
3: Budokan, thank you for coming out to the to Human Serviette Radio Show, bringing all these interesting records here to play. The first one that you've picked out, could you please explain about Brian Adams? There's a lot of explaining to be done,
7: isn't Brian, there? Brian Guy Adams. Brian Those Guy Adams. As he used to be known when yeah. he was 16 years old. There was a great Vancouver band in the 70s called Swinny Todd. Most people know them from... Uh, the Roxy, Roller. Roxy, Roxy Roller. Roxy Roller. I always thought
3: that Brian Adams sung that
7: song. Well, Nick he, Gilder sang Nick that, Gilder didn't? wrote and sang on the you know, first Nick album. No, Nick Gilder
3: is another person that's unheralded, isn't he? He's, he's great.
7: Oh, he's yeah. awesome. He lives around here somewhere. or does he I like, believe. I saw him at the,
6: the p and a few years ago, fronting a Sweeney Todd sort of ad hoc thing.
7: So after the first album, uh, Nick Gilder got wooed to the U.S. with a solo deal. Uh, the band got a young Brian Guy Adams in to sing. And so he sang on an album called Wishes Were Horses, and uh, it's pretty amazing. But, yeah, he's totally – You said it's been su- suppressed a little bit.
6: Well, yes. it's, it's as though he doesn't want anyone to know, which is a shame because I think it's his finest It's his best. Finest hour. I it's mean, a really great glam rock Certainly like album. some of the, the Brian hits, but, I mean, it's a great album. It's very kind of queen,
7: kind of – very glam. And yeah. that's what we're going to hear, Tantalize, which was written by Nick Gilder. Yeah. But not used on the first album, and this is the... Did Brian
3: write any songs on Sweeney Todd's records?
7: Funny you should ask. <laughs> he wrote He wrote one, may I? Or yeah, you no. Know.
6: Is it just the one? Or? Yeah. He wrote a song called Song for a Star, which was sort of a dig at Nick Gilder. For becoming uh, famous and for moving to the U.S. For, for leaving them behind and for ditching them, and, uh, which is odd because it gave him the opportunity to...
7: Exactly. Now Brian doesn't now even want to talk Brian about is. it.
6: It's, uh, this is a song for a star if you really are a star.
3: And Budokan also wrote some songs, too, with a brand new CD. We did. Yeah. Who's on the cover of your CD? Well, uh,
7: should we say who's on the cover?
3: I Does think. She you should. Can you describe the cover of she your brand new mind. CD?
7: She's the nice. album's called "Spin a Little Gold," which is a, a lyric from one of the songs on there called "All We Know Is Rock and Roll." Because that's basically our whole bag—just rock and roll. Um, and it's a very Victoria cover. We we uh, recreated a very kind of '70s young girl's bedroom on the cover with a friend of ours, Brandy from Victoria. Taken by the awesome uh, Paul Padrosa from Victoria as well. Photographed that for us. Yeah, great
8: mm-hmm. artist in Andrew musician. and Sarah's
7: house. So yeah, it's in our living room. Uh, it's got a retro. Could, vibe. Yeah, could you
3: describe it? Because the turntable is really great. The turntable yeah, in this photo. Paul Actually, Bedrosa's, Paul you
6: know. Paul Subla- Paul brought several turntables, and we had our choice. It was a real photo shoot. Yeah, we we was, went all out. Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: could you describe it, the turntable? It it's a tiny little days. cool turntable.
7: It is. It's like a little suitcase one. Is that yeah. the one we use? Yeah. It's one of the suitcase. And ones. they all work.
3: And you love mentioning Victoria, too. That ties into Victoria because, Victoria, <laughs> the turntable. Yes. Uh, the
6: turntable. Uh, no scared. longer there, sadly.
3: What? What? Oh, no. When did the turntable
6: close? Oh, gosh. Like two years ago? Or no. The, really? No, you lied. Oh, the turntable, sorry. I'm thinking of Rogers. The oh, Rogers. I'm sorry, turntable. Uh, could you please
3: describe Andrew. A bit closer to the mic, too, if you could. Sorry. Poor, it, it's it a turntable. There's a lot of good discoveries there. Isn't no, there?
6: you're absolutely right. And I totally. It's a great record store.
3: I messed
7: up there. Gary is going to kill Here's you. Here's a plug for the turntable. <laughs> In Fantan oh, yes, Alley. Uh, world it, famous Fantan Alley. Yeah. Narrowest street in Victoria, what have you
3: bought there? There's always some neat little thing. I remember uh, buying some cool, like teen screen magazines, there. Mm-hmm. like good teen magazines. I bought a Hanoi Rocks album there
6: oh, uh, when cool. I was a kid. Uh, yeah, it turned cool. me on to
0: glam rock. I bought an
6: SRC CD there about a week ago, kind of 60s psych, and uh, that Ernie recommended. He's always good with a
7: with a recommendation. I'm sure you could find a copy of the yeah. If Wishes Were Horses by Sweeney Todd if you yeah, went down there. Yeah. That's true. You the turntable,
3: <laughs> and we're gonna hear the. Right, I was gonna say the bastards of feel. I love that name. We could, uh, but we're actually gonna hear right on girl. Right. Are we gonna hear Sweeney Todd first? Yes, yeah, so, yeah. We're gonna hear Sweeney Todd <laughs> and then some Budokan to tell Don't the tell people what, what Budokan are kind of like. <laughs> yeah, to tell the people, not yes. for them to hear, but to yeah. tell the people. Right on. What can you say about right on girl? Uh, actually, that's that's the one. That's
6: an old one that was uh, actually recorded in the last incarnation of my old band Bum, but always intended to kind of redo it. Um... It's still very fresh, though.
3: Sorry, uh, sorry <laughs> that I fresh. picked that one
6: out. <laughs> <laughs> very fresh.
3: Does That's that annoy you when people pick out the ones that are old? That,
6: that you- are old, but imply that...
3: <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. No.
6: no, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, yeah, so that actually, yeah, from... An, f- yeah, recorded back then, but, uh, but re-recorded by us recently and given a fresh spin. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, A kind of nouveau, retro,
7: solid... Twenty-first century vibe. Yeah. To it's, it. it's supposed to be a dance number.
3: <laughs> Budokan on the Nardwater Human Survey Radio Show, but first before some Budokan, here's Sweeney Todd, Todd with Tantalize on Nardwater Human Survey Radio Show and Nardwater Human Survey Radio Show. Just saying the word Brian Adams kinda even makes me scared. Throwing everyone. <laughs> still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show and we still have budicon in the studio hello budicon hello hello, Nardwar. hello what the hell did we just hear i'm sorry to budicon <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, could you please explain? Something to do with your former band Bum. Okay. Your former band Bum, no dots. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, no dots.
3: (laughs) No dots in the name Bum.
6: We just heard The Right On Girl, which was a a song that we recorded in our our final incarnation, which actually featured uh, uh, Nick Thomas from Vancouver's Mighty Smugglers, uh, Terry Russell from myriad great bands, of course, Slow, Tank Hog, and currently The Liquor Kings on drums. Uh, That's the old version. Anyway, that's what we... uh,
3: And that was recorded because you were in the band
6: Bum. I was in the band Bum back... And now you're in Budokan. Now I'm in Budokan, so that's the one song we wanted to... I always wanted to redo it, kind of...
3: And that was also recorded for a Bum album that helped you get to Spain, right? Well, yeah, yeah, it was. was, And that was the amazing Spanish tour. That was
6: the second Spanish tour. um,
7: Second Spanish tour? What? (laughs) I said
6: second Spanish tour. Say it again. um, With Nick and Terry and Kev Lee on bass, and uh, the the record that was on was Make It or Break It, which was, I guess, a mini album. It was ten songs? Eight songs? Eight songs, I think.
3: And you were so popular in Spain, you only toured Spain, like nowhere else in
6: Europe. no. (laughs) So it really was pretty big in Spain. It really was. uh, Massive. Cute. But you're not joking
3: though. It was very popular.
0: Well, not though,
6: right? joking. I I kind of am. I mean the, the Madrid and the Barcelona shows were quite big, but then we also played smaller places where there was, you know, hundred people or something. But relatively speaking, yeah.
3: And now with Budokan, you have Japan releasing your record. We do, we which do. is sort of genius. Did Bum go to Japan? Uh, no. Craig, have you been to Japan? No, With no. your previous bands? What previous no. bands have you been in? You've been in the vehicle, right? The vehicle. The Pigment Vehicle. <laughs> the Could pigment you tell the vehicle. people about Pigment Vehicle if they don't know about that?
8: Uh, pigment Vehicle were very fast and very loud and lots of fun to play. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. From Victoria, British Columbia, From Victoria, Columbia Canada. Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. And Kent was Pingu. I was in Pingu. Oh, and that's
7: all I really want to <laughs> yeah, say about that. Period. <laughs> Who have one recorded song on a on the flip side of a seven-inch single with a bum unreleased Bum song, actually. So
3: did Bum ever make it? Did any of you guys ever make it to Japan? How did you get this release in Japan coming no. up with Budokan?
7: The what, funny thing is th- our one member who's not here is Graham Watson, who plays drums, who is on the ferry right now, because that's how we do it when we live in Victoria. He played uh, Japan with the Smugglers. Yeah.
6: Yes. Graham uh, was, yeah, as, as I'm sure people know, Graham was uh, the drummer um, in the Smugglers for quite some time after Bryce left. And they toured all over the place, Australia, etc. Singapore even, didn't they? Singapore? I think so. <laughs> really? Anyway, certainly Japan. And... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to deny that we would like to go back. But yeah, how did you to we get we like this release?
3: To... It's coming out in Japan.
6: We were contacted by some fellow over the
7: internet. Uh, uh, SP Records.
6: SP Records. Who put
7: out a lot of good like power pop and punk rock stuff. They wanted to know if they could do the CD release because it's only available on LP.
3: Maybe he could get you to do like a split with Sweeney Todd with no. the song we oh, heard. Stop oh, stop it. This bootleg and put it out because that's what we heard right before you guys, yes. right? We
7: heard some Sweeney Todd. Sweeney yeah. Todd, the, the Bryan Adams album, which was actually, that's actually from a uh, European CD release that came out about five years ago on I think Sanctuary Records that's now out of print and goes for big money but, but, uh, you but I... Know,
3: you, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I
7: was just going to say but I have the vinyl
6: which I purchased days after seeing Sweeney we need Todd open for Trooper my first rock show
3: (laughs) and and Ken you were saying just to investigate more about this Brian Adams just a bit more investigation here you were saying what we heard they've
7: speeded up the vocals so uh, apparently Brian Adams was 16 or 15 depending which press release you read when he recorded this album and uh, they apparently tweaked his vocals a bit to to uh to get a higher register to make him sound more like Nick Gilder, which I think is one of the reasons Adams doesn't want to talk about it, too, because uh, maybe he could call in Brian Adams. He, he, listens, he right?
6: should be proud, though. And it's, I mean yes, that, yes, absolutely. It's a, it's it's a, a those, great album. Those
7: two Sweeney Todd albums are Canadian classics, as far as I'm concerned, and it's a shame that they're not readily available.
3: Now, you love the unheralded rock and rollers like S.A.R. S.A.R. Yes. from Los Angeles, what you California. Say about Sar? Maybe they aren't unheralded.
0: They're heralded they're like to about label, 100 right? people.
7: But they're only going to meet your label, aren't uh, they? Uh, they had a debut album out in 2000 on Hollywood Records. That is an amazing power pop album. Uh, they got dropped by Hollywood Records, put out an album on TVT Records in 2005. That was a little more punk rock. Got dropped by that label. Well, that label went out of business. And they're sort of languishing in the suburbs of Los Angeles in the Silver Lake District. They've just come out with a seven-inch single. Where they cover Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen song. And you say, so, that's their big comeback. That's Comebacks. their big comeback. After seven years, me and the other six fans... That's what we have to do. Uh, get a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen song called Pool Party, which is I- pretty fun. And
3: we're going to hear Sar, and then we're going to hear some T-Rex, not T-Rex, Mark Bolin. This is like after John's children, Andrew, what we're well, we uh,
6: Yeah, I think it's... Um, yes, it's after John's children, but pre-Tyrannosaurus uh, Rex or T-Rex, as they later became. It's a I believe it was a solo single by Mark, and it's a really trippy, psychedelic uh, song called Beyond the Rising Sun, and it makes you think of Narnia and things like that, or or me anyway. (laughs) (laughs)
7: <laughs> the new Budokan CD I was listening to <laughs> it. also makes me think of Narnia. T- well, well, it does. <laughs> it
3: does. T Rex, kind of Naz. I was thinking of the Naz. Don't you have excellent. one song in there that kind of goes. Oh, da? yes. What is that in the middle? Because that reminds me of a bit of the Naz and a bit of Sloan all washed Sloan, up. Sloan? Oh, yeah. no, I have. What hadn't song thought am <laughs> I referring to?
7: That song's called Love in the
6: Band. You, no, it's called You, you don't, don't, don't Stop Loving the Band. That's
3: a great break. Could you describe you. that song, please,
8: Budokan? <laughs>
6: <laughs> Love to. Um, it's, uh, yeah. It's
8: Classic chromatic break.
6: It's yeah you're very right it's it's certainly reminiscent of uh, open my eyes the break yes, in uh, in totally. the in the nas song is there? A, I'm sure there's a
3: all washed a slung. up. There's a Sloan song oh, okay. called "All Washed Up." That's kind of like that too. Okay, but I've never I actually thinking, heard Sloan. This is too surprising because so. you guys love doing covers. You Kidding. covered the Avengers. Yes, we yeah, did. Exactly you covered the none, Avengers. Right? Yes, we did. On we what did. occasion was that? Was it for a special covers night? Was there some special covers night in Victoria where everybody covered classic Victoria bands?
7: We don't get invited to those. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when they released the book, all your ears can hear. Oh,
7: okay. Oh, no, yeah. I went to that. That was a fun show. That was a great show. That was actually reunions of some of those bands, like Jerk Ward and that. And, and play with original members. Jerkboard
3: for people that don't know is Steve McBean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took some is. time
7: away from uh Black Steve McBean Mountain as a
3: 14 year old punk rocker. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, our,
6: John, our, our original drummer, John London. John London on the Jerkboard. Incredible musician.
7: And we also yeah. got to
3: give props out to your drummer who's not here, Graham, who is in a band to mix.
7: Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, he's going to hate that. Oh, yeah. Dead air. <laughs> from- <laughs>
3: from the, <laughs> the proto Niners. proto mod wow. I guess yeah. Jared, Jared Swart rest in peace but they had a great song look to the other side absolutely true look wow. to the other side 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 that was your early drummer yes yep. absolutely the, and now you're
6: and current and current There's, drummer yeah, yeah. as well
3: uh, and right now we are going to hear SAR and then some Mark Bolin all suggested by Budokan and if you want to check out Budokan live, playing live, it's this Saturday. Tomorrow, that would be tomorrow, show. tomorrow and, night. And you have a brand new CD out, and people can hear samples. Oh, no, it's not a
6: CD. Not yet. Not yet.
3: Oh, I should say vinyl.
7: Vinyl, yes.
6: yes. With, with a download card. So you can, of course, burn a CD. It will be on CD, as, as we said, in, uh, in I guess, the, in a couple the months. summer. June, it I is think. Think?
7: available on the internet on those various download sites, Amazon.com, CD Baby, and Bandcamp. iTunes. It should be on iTunes in a couple days.
6: Uh, but, yeah, for now, gold vinyl and...
7: Uh, it's on gold
6: vinyl. Gold Narduwar. vinyl.
3: Gold vinyl. It's gold. Northern Electric. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Richard.
0: Here's Sir. Bads and all the kids
3: Still listening to the War, the Human Suriant radio show with guest DJs. Budokan! How the hell are you?
6: Excellent. Oh. Or great.
3: And what the hell did we just hear?
6: Uh, that was uh, Mark Bolin, uh, pre T Rex, I think post John's Children. Uh, he was only in John's Children for a, a hot minute, but. Uh, but I think he wrote "Mustang Ford," which is a great song. But uh, that and was called
3: "Demona." It oh, right?
6: That that's so that's good. Good. That's good. That's right. That's Thank right. you, Paul Weller.
3: That, that's one chord,
6: if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's, no, it, it modulates it up. Oh, yeah, you're right. It changes key. That's rock talk. There, modulating yeah. up. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so anyway, it's that, that was called uh, "Beyond the
7: Rising Sun."
3: And yeah. speaking of rock talk, can you know all about the rock talk, Sar? We heard oh, before that, yeah. right? Who you saw on a little tour
7: they did of the Northwest? Uh, yeah, that was about 2005. They were opening for Juliet Lewis and the Licks, and they played uh, Vancouver here. And yeah, me and my friend Rob uh, followed them like rock nerds. Saw them here, Seattle, Portland. I flew to they Anaheim. You? Did you meet them? Too? Oh yeah, they got us into the shows. We bought. You them flew to the- Anaheim. I flew <laughs> to Anaheim to see them, and, and, <laughs> on and their and private you dolls? jet. No, well, Anaheim's right by Disneyland too, so I could kill two birds. Where a time. doll hunt? Where was it? It was at the House of Blues. How were they received? And who were they playing? Were they playing with Juliette Lewis? Again? No, that show. That's the first time I saw them for, uh, no, that was 2005 as well. They were opening for the New York Dolls. Oh, wow. So most and of the crowd didn't, was there for the didn't Dolls. Did you leave before I, the Dolls played? I actually left
0: oh, uh, after Tsar because I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan
7: and I'm like, eh, hey, New York Dolls. Whatever. I love
3: that. Man, that's good for Tsars. Flow all the way. They needed your
7: support, too. Like Hollywood Rock. not interested <laughs> in the yeah. Dolls. Yeah, the Dolls don't, don't need your support. I'm going to get beat up at the show tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm a Dolls fan. The bass player from yeah. Doesn't care for the New York Dolls. Oh, I'm sorry, no, everybody. No. I'm sorry. We got to change the but subject. But
5: has a
3: song called Hey Wheels. We do. do.
8: Yes.
7: That Mr. And, Craig here wrote.
3: And Craig, do you care about Degrassi? Of course. It's a. Uh, yes. Is yes. that about Degrassi? <laughs> Wheels from Degrassi.
8: Well, Andrew came up with the lyrics. Uh, I came up with the music. That was kind of on the spot, wasn't and it? And it was very on the spot. Yeah. Um, it was. You know, yeah, of course we care. Yeah. Because
3: Wheels from the Grassy just tragically passed away. You yeah, yeah. tell the people that story if they don't know what happened to Wheels.
6: Well, I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, Nardwar, but he didn't he fall on
3: kind a hard he times? He died in 2007, but, but his but family didn't find out until... Nobody really knew. Oh, they didn't it.
6: even know? No. no. I thought they just didn't announce
3: it. No, they didn't even find out until oh. 2012. Wow. His own family. He had just... Died and they just thought this unidentified body was just some guy who was from the street. Nobody even knew it was him.
6: That's awful. So he wasn't
3: officially Absolutely. declared dead until 2012. Oh, okay. So you have the song Hey Wheels yeah. by Budokan to bring him back. <laughs> That's right. That's to live forever. There. It's yes.
6: definitely a tribute. And uh, the lyrics are minimal. Uh, it's really just a couple lines. But, but they are definitely heartfelt.
3: Just like your tribute to Joe Elliott.
6: Joe Elliott. Do you love
3: oh, Joe yeah. Elliott?
6: Joe Elliott of Def Leppard. Of Def Leppard. Do uh, you love Joe
3: Elliott, Andrew?
6: Uh, he's okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought
3: you liked the album that he helped put together.
6: Yeah, I did.
3: How did you know?
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're you're catching me off guard here. Well, yes. No, you're right. He, he put together an album of all um, kind of obscure songs uh, by...
7: Was it the Cockney Rebels? Was that...
6: Offshoots of Mott the Hoople and, and and solo projects post-Mott the Hoople, yeah.
8: So he's a Mott the Hoople fan. Oh,
6: he's a huge... Actually, well, okay, to finish up, I went to see the three of the Mott the Hoople reunion shows in London in 2009, and Joe did get up and sing All the Young Dudes with the band on the first and third night. And actually, I saw him in the lobby getting a beer, and I said, "Joe, you're going to go up and uh, sing again tonight?" And he said, "Well, I think they'd uh, they'd give me heck if I didn't, didn't wouldn't they?" And I said, "Yes, they would." Wow.
3: Did anybody else in Victoria go to the Hoopo reunion uh, shows? I don't know because those vi- are pretty big. Like I, speaking of SAR trips, yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was, it was huge. Was pretty pretty I can, My SAR trip.
6: I can tell you that uh, there were people out from Vancouver, Montreal, Winnipeg, Calgary, Toronto. What should
3: I say? Was it hard to get a ticket?
6: Uh yeah. Well, it it started out hard, and then they added. They ended up doing five shows. Um, I was standing in line just after I saw Joe Elliott. Uh, Mick Jones from The Clash was in front of me in the beer lineup. Oh. And I was going to say something, but I thought, I'm just going to give him his space. And then some guy came up and kind of hugged him, and he looked really uncomfortable and stuff. So I'm glad I gave him – he looked great. He looked he was in a pinstripe suit, a uh, probably a bespoke suit. Uh, My
3: favorite in the moment, perhaps, ever with Mick Jones, not that I've had that many, well, I've had <laughs> one, was when I was cute. interviewing Mick Jones live on a Nardwarta Human radio show. Ah, so radio you've talked to him. I have live on a Nardwarta Human Studio radio show, but at 4.30 on a Nardwarta Human Studio radio show, I was in a at like a 4 o'clock, at a 4.30 scheduled to phone in was the lead singer of the Guess Who, Chad Allen, the original Ooh, lead ah. singer of the Guess Who, but ah. Chad Allen phoned in early. Okay. So we had Chad Allen on the line speaking to, to Mick, Mick Jones, Jones. Oh, of The wow. Clash. Oh, that's The guy cool. from The Guess Who talking to the guy from The Clash. The problem is I think Mick Jones liked Johnny Kidd and the Pirates. That's yeah. the right, House. I was going to say. But a great moment there. Yeah, so yeah. he is very approachable.
6: Oh, well, wow. yeah. Well, actually, my friend Dwayne, actually, no, you're, well, you asked if anyone from Victoria went. My friend Dwayne who grew up in Victoria. Cargo Records. Cargo Records. <laughs> oh, was it <laughs> Dwayne? Uh, Dwayne Shapiroli. Shapiroli. Um wow. he, li- he now lives in Montreal, but he went and uh, he was sitting right beside Mick uh, on the third night, and they just kind of exchanged, you know, knowing glances and and nodding to the music, and again, Dwayne just sort of thought he'd give him his space, but uh, yeah, he he seemed very approachable.
3: And we have coming up here, Kent, some imperial drag. What
7: can you explain about that? It's another band that I love that went nowhere. Um, Kind of rose from the ashes of Jellyfish, another band that has a cult following, Uh, Roger Manning Jr. on keyboards and Eric Dover on guitar and vocals who later went on to sing with Slash and some other people. It's a very 70s influence kind of glam... Roger Manning Ron- went on, to Roger lots Manning's of played too. with... Yeah. Lots yeah, Puffy with, with, ami uh, uh, yes. right? That's love.
6: Andy Sturmer, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah,
7: Andy, Andy Sturmer. The other jellyfish, other jellyfish guy. The other
6: jellyfish guy. But Roger Manning... Uh, Eric Dover's also played with... Well, he has his own group, Sextus now, right? Yes.
7: Actually, Roger Manning Jr. was playing
6: keyboards cheap for trick. Cheap Trick recently. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, he gets around.
3: And then after that, Andrew, we have some Tighter and Alive uh, and well, Kicking.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the song is called Tighter and Tighter by the group Alive and Kicking, who were probably... not. Not really even a group. They were probably one of those ad hoc, uh, you know, session kind of conglomerations that, you know, someone in the studio just threw together. But it was written by uh, the song was written by Tommy James of Tommy James and the Shondells, who, of course, wrote, you know, Moni, Moni and Crimson and Clover and so on. And it's one of the first songs I remember ever hearing on the AM radio when I was very, very young and just loving. And then I found it in the thrift, stop, a thrift shop uh, years later for, you know, a buck.
3: Here's Imperial Drag as chosen by Boudicon, guest DJs on the Bar, the Human Serviette radio show. You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with guest DJs Budokan. Hello, Hello. Budokan. Uh, who are you, Budokan, Just to reiterate, who are you guys again from the very beginning? Uh, from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. From Rock and roll band, Victoria, and roll BC. Band. And to yep. have a brand new LP out right now. CD coming out, yeah. Budokan. Yeah, spin a Little Gold, Spin a Little Gold. It's, little gold, uh, gold it's on vinyl. Northern
6: Electric Records. Uh, 180 gram gold vinyl. Uh, we will have copies at the show tomorrow night. It was Touch and Go. They arrived yesterday.
3: And the show tomorrow night, we must reiterate, is at yeah. the
6: Rickshaw. The Rickshaw, the Rickshaw awesome. Theatre. Yeah.
3: Some more information, please. Times, bands, price.
6: Yeah. Ten bucks, very reasonable. Five bands. um, Five awesome bands. Yeah, five awesome bands, starting with Ibrainiator, then the Liquor Kings, um, the Hits, Hello Polly, and then us and Hello Polly are also on uh, Northern Electric. They have an album in in the works. In the works out in a couple months, and it's going to be be awesome. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, big fans of all those bands.
3: And Budokan, we just heard a bunch of tracks there. What did we hear?
6: Uh, Going backwards, we just heard Alive and Kicking doing Tighter and Tighter, a song written by Tommy James and the
7: Shondells.
3: And before that, some Imperial Drag. Imperial
7: Drag, a uh, song, uh, Are You a Boy or a Girl? A very 70s T Rex kind of vibe to that song. Who I kind of got confused with Imperial Teen. Imperial Teen. For a, teen. a lot of people do. I go, Oh, have you heard Imperial Drag? And they're like, I love Imperial Teen. Which made <laughs> me think again
3: about covering songs, which made me think about Mott the Hoople, which made me think of you, Andrew, because you just said something about Mott the Hoople, the monk's connection to oh, Mott yeah, the Hoople. Oh, yeah, actually,
6: yeah. Um, uh, over in Watts, the fabulous bass player of Mod the Hoople, his real name is Peter Watts, who actually right now writes record reviews for Uncut. Uh, that British magazine uh, is a huge monks fan, and he wore the, is it the tonsor Tonsure is the thing on your head, the haircut, right? That the monks uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Anyway, he wore the the monks wore those those sort of uh, ropes ropes around noose, yeah noose rope, type and each thing. one
3: represented each one's personality. Yeah. Knot was tied differently. Oh,
6: is that right? Yeah, I think I so. Didn't, I didn't know that, but anyway, in tribute uh, over in Watts wore uh, wore one of those for the each night of those shows, and uh, he's a huge monks fan. In fact, he even said that he he can't understand people going crazy uh, for his band, Mott the Hoople, like they, you know, like he does for the monks because, you know, he just thinks it's silly. But, uh,
3: um, yeah. You guys have traveled and done some gigs on Vancouver Island. <laughs> oh yes, Newcastle. What's it like playing Newcastle <laughs> Island?
8: Newcastle wow. is it's, a blast. It's really fun. It's a it's, what
3: is Newcastle Island for it people makes that it don't know? It. It's
8: a cool place. It's, it's a it's cool a, right. Used to be a, yeah. Used to be a mining mining or I think they mine marble there. That's it. Marble rock. And there's like tunnels
3: that go from like yes. the mainland to Newcastle like secret tunnels. It, it's it's right off in the secret tunnel.
0: No. Oh yeah, uh, it's right yes, off Nanaimo.
7: It's like a stone's throw from Nanaimo. played he, in a barn. Yeah, yeah. Ba- a scout hall uh at something called the Spirit Raccoon Festival with lots of other really cool uh kind of Nanaimo and Victoria era bands
8: and, and uh, crazy nice people from Nanaimo yeah. put it on and organize it and they're just really really fun. And the Madonna Bangers? Do you yeah. know
3: them? I've yeah. heard of them. Yeah,
8: yeah. They're oh, a very great band. Wild yes. and crazy. Cuz it used to
3: be yeah. that other band. Uh did they? That other band before they were Madonna <laughs> band. Uh,
7: but I'm sure you're yeah. right. Uh, oh, with oh, everybody.
6: Of, uh, what was that band that Ken was in before? Uh, oh, the... the
7: um, I don't know.
6: Yeah, the um, the crusties, the crusties, yes, yes, Krusties. Thank yes you're right.
3: You are a fan of unappreciated rock and roll, unappreciated rock and roll. And speaking of appreciated rock and roll, Sergeant Major,
0: ah, uh-huh. Sergeant yeah, Major I'm block.
3: Kurt Block,
0: yeah. yes, uh,
3: he's I, still rocking Kurt Block, Seattle, Washington, fastback, Sergeant Major.
6: Got an email from Kurt this morning, and uh, basically looking to set up a Seattle show. And I would, I would assume it would be with Sergeant Major. I know the fastbacks. Uh, we 're doing shows recently, and there was talk of them coming up here too, but I think they 're kind of temporarily uh, on hiatus again but yeah, Kurt uh, Sergeant Major put out their second album oh six months ago or so, and it 's great. Kurt's, uh, well, a great songwriter still, of course, and uh, yeah. He's um,
8: a good guitar
3: player. Too. Have you ever oh. met his brother Al block at all?
6: I never have, but actually I heard uh, that, did you, Do you, have you ever heard the Cheaters records?
3: That's what I was thinking of. Yeah,
6: because they, they preceded the Fastbacks, right, and Al was in the Cheaters with Kurt, and Al actually played in Concrete Blonde, didn't he?
3: I had
8: no idea. (laughs) Wow. wow.
3: He
6: moved to L.A. Yeah. Al Block is in some of those videos. He might even be in the video for, you know, Joey, that big hit song.
3: Joey. (laughs) You know, sing it.
6: Um, that was a hit about 15
3: and years ago. And maybe Concrete ago. Blonde did gigs is Brian Adams. Oh, about,
7: maybe. And Probably. And it all Probably. comes back to Brian
3: Adams, doesn't it? Brian Adams
7: and Nick Gilder. Hopefully, if we have time here, we're going to hear um, a Nick Gilder solo track that was a There's my,
3: always time for, for Brian Adams Gilder. and Nick Gilder. A bit of build-up here, though, for the Nick Gilder. We played earlier when you Buda Connies were bringing some tracks we, in. We played
7: a, a Sweeney Todd song that Nick Gilder had written but was recorded with Brian Adams, a young Brian Adams on vocals. This is after Gilder left Canada, went to the States, record I think this is off the Frequency album or City Nights no off Frequency it was a minor hit 1979 called You Really Rock Me and what happened to Gilder after all this happened like, he's he-, still are, well, he wrote Hot Child in the City so he never has to do anything again he's, do anything he's coasting again. on that yeah. but he still, still gigs around I saw him a couple years ago playing a Canada Day party in Souk and it was awesome in, wow. Sook, in British Columbia. British Columbia. Yeah. British Columbia. Wow.
8: They played that's Roxy Roller three times. It was <laughs> three it was great. times. Yeah, it was Sook. awesome. Wow, that's
6: great. And uh, yeah, and I actually saw him, as they say, about uh, 15 years ago or so at uh, the PE uh, when I still lived here in Vancouver um, with Jennifer McNeil and a bunch of other friends. And uh, yeah, he was great that night. He too. looks
7: kind of like an elf, and he's got a magical voice, and
6: he's a great guy. He's timeless. He's somebody I would like to meet. Maybe, maybe he'll come to the show tomorrow night. Nick Roxy. come to the show. He probably will.
3: And we're also <laughs> going to play something by Budokan to end an Edwardian, Mr. Radio show. Two tracks, Bastards of Feel and...
8: Uh,
6: you Don't Stop Loving the Band, but
8: Craig, Bastards? Oh, Bastards of Feel. It was inspired by a drunken conversation with a Led Zeppelin fan who... He was trying to tell me how good they were and what they meant to him, and I had to understand. And he came up with this term that they, they they were bastards of feel, and I couldn't help but agree <laughs> that yeah, I, you're right. They were Bastards of Feel. What's
3: interesting, though, about the Bastards of Feel name is that I think of Bastards of Feel when I was listening to the song. It's Stones-ish. It's kind of Stones-ish. Yeah, yeah, it's very a very Stone- Stonesy yeah. sounding Because song. there was no track listing on yeah. the CD I got, I described it as the Stones-influenced one. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
8: Absolutely. what are all all one of my favorite influenced. bands of all yeah. time. So. Which made me
3: think of Steel Wheels. <laughs> oh! You are good. So that's oh. I didn't realize it. Yeah. it would be the Pigment Vehicle influence that yes. would bring that
8: song together. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pigment vehicle we were influenced by the Stones too everybody
6: that was you know, obvious
8: totally
3: <laughs> <laughs> well thanks so much Budokan anything else you want to add to the people
8: out there at all come to uh, our show tomorrow night yeah, that's okay. tomorrow night at the rickshaw at the Budokan rickshaw.
3: LP release LP out yes.
8: soon out gold now gold record out now on
3: Northern Electric I And mean, people want more info on Budokan again where can they get that
7: Facebook we're uh, uh, Facebook Facebook. on Facebook the Northern Electric CA website uh, Bandcamp band uh, just type it into Google you'll find us
3: here is right now some Nick Gilder with
7: you. Really rock me, Nardwar.
3: Well, thanks so much, <laughs> Budokan.
7: Thank you, Nardwar. Thank Keep you. on
3: rocking in the free world and do do the loot, do do do. do. do.
2: Why? Running with the changes of a social institution Don't stop driving them wow Because I'm a social institution Don't stop driving